0: Today on the Av podcast, I wanted to get into all the potential playoffs scenarios, you know, of the NFL season, maybe discuss some of the awards, that insane Jamar Chase game, the Bengals making the playoffs and, and, and looking like there could be something out here. But whenever Antonio Brown drops his, you know, his new controversy out of the blue, like a secret Beyonce album, we kind of have to pick it apart, right? I'm joined by one of my Sasha Rye family members, Roger Callender, as we dissect this whole AB fiasco. Plus, we get into our potential Super Bowl sleepers. And shh, Derrick Henry's coming, yo. Derrick Henry, he's coming, yo. Follow my shows wherever you listen to podcasts, which includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn and Alexa, and Spotify. Plus, now, Spotify allows you to rate the shows. Which, for you spotify lifers you you are now able to hit me with that five-star love too so please i'm asking sincerely now make it count like right right now as you're listening like and subscribe to south Sharav wherever you're listening to this if you haven't already and check out sasha for all of my current and past episodes including the latest episode dedicated to one of my friends who recently passed away uh it was an episode where i wrapped up 2021 if you haven't checked that out already uh, please follow that one for you to do so. I appreciate you for real. Once again, that's southsharav. It's the Ave podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. Ab making me, Ab man Antonio, you, you really making me call audibles out here in these podcast streets. Welcome to the Av Podcast with Cal C on South Sharav Radio. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the F podcast, the first one of 2022. Uh, first of all, happy new year to you, uh, to my Southshire family member, Roger Callender. How you doing? What's going on?
1: Not bad. Not bad, man. New year, new things. I'm doing well so far. So far, it's been, uh, this year has been uh, better than last year, I'd like to say, so far. But hey, it's still early.
0: Yeah, you're, you're, you're dodging Omnicron like a, like a shadow boxer right now.
1: Oh, absolutely, man. Okay. I'm ducking and weaving like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Tyson over here, man, like Muhammad Ali. I'm yep. floating over here, man. Yep.
0: Floyd Floyd Mayweathering it. That's what, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Floyd this situation. <laughs> yeah,
1: yep. that's all we could do at this point, my friend.
0: That's all we could do. <laughs> uh, Well, uh, listen, I, I just want to say one thing. You, I feel like you're kind of starting to trend because, you know, mm-hmm. the, the second time, this is the second time in a row where I've had you on the show where I had to basically scrap my initial idea for an episode. Uh, like the last time we did this, we were supposed to break down the NFL season at that point in time, you know, mm-hmm. then, and then John Gruden came and exploded all over the place and we had to just discuss all the, the whole conversation about that, you know, meanwhile he's, mm-hmm. while we're discussing all this, he's sipping Mai Tais in, in, in like Tahiti or somewhere, you know what I mean? Trying to, <laughs> yep. like, you know, relieving his stress so to speak, and then oh, now, yeah. and, and, and now, you know, we got the upcoming playoffs you know, I figure we're going to discuss our, our sorrows on our fantasy football seasons. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And and now Antonio <laughs> Brown comes in. He takes his shirt off. He starts doing jumping jacks across the end zone.
1: <laughs> like a cheerleader.
0: Now we're here again. Now we're here <laughs> to, the, the whole ep- idea that I had completely scrapped. And we got to discuss because all the – we got to discuss this because all the, the, the breadcrumbs the bread that he left behind here, we got to mm-hmm. discuss all this. I mean, let's, let's get right into it, though. Like, what <laughs> – what were your thoughts on, on when you saw the clip? would they be taking a shirt off? Right <laughs> down, actually, the, right down to the undershirt.
1: <laughs> uh, Calvin, I like to say I was surprised, but I wasn't. I was actually watching that game in real time. Really, really. And oh yeah, absolutely. And I remember because they cut to commercial right before he, um, right before he, he walked into the lock into the locker room. So when they came back from the commercial, the commercial break. We basically saw him arguing with Evans who's you know trying to talk some sense into him. Then this guy takes off his takes off his um, his pads, he takes off his his shirt underneath, he throws everything into the um, <laughs> he throws everything into the um, the bleachers. and then he's walking, he's walking through the end zone of the opposite team. So the New York Jets' end zone, um, shirtless, waving to everybody like he's a cheerleader while he's walking into the locker room and i'm the first thing i thought in my head i was like this guy definitely isn't right there's obviously something wrong with this guy Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing that's followed him from pittsburgh to um pittsburgh to the raiders to the patriots and now to the bucks again i mean he just came off being he was just off being um not fine but he he was fine as well as suspended. um suspended he was suspended for the last three games for providing a, a invalid um, or a fake what was it a fake I think it was a fake yeah, fake, um, fake vax card right fake, fake, fake vax card vaccination card so he's he's right off a of suspension he jumps into his second game like his first game he he played well and then second game comes around and it's like more drama it's always drama with this guy man always drawn with this guy and there's so much speculation as to what caused it like there's so many different rumors coming out and so on i don't even know what to believe at this point um the only thing i know is he's always the center of this madness and it, it always seems to revolve around him um you know great player um you know he has amazing talents but the dude's a head case man and i i think at this point Teams need to stop signing him, and they just have to say, "Listen, you need to go and see a psychiatrist, or you need to get some sort of, you know, mental health check to make sure that you're okay, because something obviously isn't right with him."
0: It's it's interesting though because when he was on Pittsburgh, I think it, it's 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 a testament to basically how strong mm-hmm. franchises are are ran because obviously yeah. before he you know he had his issues with Pittsburgh. I mean, there had to have been some stuff going on behind the scenes before that. I think, the, I think the biggest thing was that he was just, you know, like a, a diva, you know, like most, like most, like star wide receivers and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you and you understand because of the position you're playing, you're alone on an island, you're playing a cornerback, you got to win every matchup every single time. You got to have that mm-hmm. superhero mentality. So you understand when some of the great ones are like crazy. It's like, you kind of get it, you know what I mean? But I, I just kind of feel like, they whatever was going on with him, they really kept it under wraps. Because ever mm. since he's left Pittsburgh, man, this this shit has gone out to lunch. And, <laughs> it's true. And, and the thing is, what's crazy is that you never like what do we know a b to b be before all this happened? Like what what controversy do we know about him outside of mm-hmm. until the last end the last seat like the last couple of weeks of the season when he was with, uh, Facebook liveing the um the you know the post game locker room speech with uh, with Mike Tomlin. Up until up until that, Roger, what controversy did we know about about Antonio Brown? I mean, the only thing I could think of is when he was uh, running the punt return, and he tried to hurdle the, the the Cleveland kicker and kicked him in his head. I mean, but that's, It was a jump kick, right? Exactly. He, 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 yeah, yeah. He, he gave him the crane kick, you know. But like, <laughs> but other than the crane kick, I mean, that's all we knew. Like, there was nothing. I mean, that was a controversial, of course. But like, there was we didn't we didn't know anything else about like what this guy was about. And this guy has shown himself more times than, like, in, in a span of what, like, two years. Mm-hmm. Re- really, really, truly, was since twenty eighteen at end of the twenty eighteen season until now. Like, and so basically, in like, basically, about three years, he's shown himself mm-hmm. way more than he has his entire career. It's kind of mind-boggling because it's like, where did this all come? I'm, I, like, I've never kind of seen this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because really and truly, like, yeah, he, he helped. Um, tampa bay win the super bowl you know he had a great performance in the super bowl game but really and surely we have not seen a full season from antonio brown since he's left pittsburgh
1: <laughs> it's true no that's a good point point. and you know what i think a lot of it just has to do um it has it's it's probably a testament to mike tomlin and i feel like pittsburgh really shielded him um or shielded him from the rest of the world, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, because I'm sure this isn't the first time he's thrown his tantrums and he's done just pure stripping at the time when he was playing with Pittsburgh, he was their their star receiver, right? It could arguably be said he was the best player on the team at that time for a good three, maybe four or five years. Right. Oh, no,
0: I don't think it's arguable. I think he was.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that a lot of maybe a lot of the drama that actually happened with him was covered up because he was the star player and because Mike Tomlin is just so tight-fisted when it comes to um, disseminating information. It's only towards the end when he started getting into fights like he started to get into arguments with Ben Roethlisberger. Right. Um you know, he throws a football at him during practice. Um you know, he's he's to a point I think he he was jealous of Juju and the and the attention Juju was getting.
0: Um, yeah, because so I, I mean, because I think Juju won. Um, they gave him like won. the team player of the year. I remember that. You <laughs> saying that right?
1: Which and he was never the same after that.
0: Which you can, which you, I mean, and to his defense, you can argue the reason why he had that that explosive season was because he got all the attention. He was getting all the double teams uh, every course. every play, every game, and, and, and Juju <laughs> took advantage of it. But you know, if you remember, Juju never, Juju never like he he, he was always like very humble when it came to like that even that award he was like oh that was all ab gave a A, ab all the respect in the world but you know it, it didn't matter but go on sorry go on
1: yeah, yeah, I think it had a lot to do with AB's ego, to be honest with you, because, I mean, he he was very humble, and he did say that he owed a lot of it to AB, and, I mean, we all knew, knew that the reason why Juju was as good as he was was because AB was taking, he was taking on all the double teams, he would always take on the, the, the number one um, defensive back and so on, and I, I think that actually proved down the line after AB left, Juju was never the same. Like right. Juju with AB was never the same as Juju by himself when he was the number one guy because he couldn't carry the team. And I mean, you know, he's a great he's a great wide receiver, but I'd say he's he's a decent number two, I, I um, number even say two, great. number three.
0: Yeah, he's yeah he's probably he's a decent he's a good wide receiver. I'd say good at best, uh, you know, really and truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I mean, after that, AB
1: just you know, his I, I guess his his mentality just could handle that. And because of that he started getting into fights with ben roethlisberger and then he just started creating a lot of issues with the team you know he he goes and he um um i guess it was what was it i think it was a playoff game um they were about to go against the patriots and then he started iding live the actual um the coach's speech after whatever football game that they just played where they won where Mike Tomlin starts bashing the the Patriots and then he's <laughs> he's basically IG like the locker room and everybody's seeing that and it just it started progressing, progressing, progressing up to the point where Pittsburgh said, you know what, you're a great talent, but we don't want you on our team anymore. You know, and then he gets traded to the Raiders. But it's it's just been slowly trending, trending. It's like, you know, building, 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 building until even Pittsburgh couldn't take it anymore. And then, you know, he was with the Raiders for, like, a hot minute. You know, he had complaints about the helmet. He didn't want to practice because, you remember, they didn't have the helmet that he wanted. Right. That was more drama again. Um, <laughs> and then he started picking fights with the general manager of the Raiders of um, Oakland's team. And then, basically, he got cut. Um, he got cut. He went to the Patriots. That was in the midst of him and his sexual assaults. Um, his sexual assault um, accusations that were placed against him, and I think he played what two games, maybe one or two games with the Patriots, and then basically, uh, I, I guess uh, Bill Belichick couldn't take it anymore, H- having to ask answer questions every single week about AB and this assault trial that was coming up or whatnot. So he ended up cutting him again. Well, and
0: so don't don't forget, he also called and threatened the girl.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, I remember there was a lot more drama. Yes, he did call and threaten the girl, and then I think he even put he put the conversation on Instagram or something like that, something absolutely ridiculous like that. But right. that's AB. Like AB, he needs. I feel like this guy lives in just you know drama. He loves the drama. He should be literally. A, I think he should be a WWE wrestler instead of an actual football player because it seems like he thrives on this drama and he loves it when people hate him hate him so he's constantly doing things in order to provoke people whether it's his teammates or upper management or so on um but you know what i i can't say i was surprised because if if you were to tell me if you were to tell me the scenario of there is a football player that basically in the middle of the game halfway through the game when the team is losing and they actually need him he refuses to go back in then coach throws him off the field he takes off all his clothes does a, does a dance through the opposing team's um, end zone and then walks out of the, the stadium. If you were to tell me that scenario without telling me the name of the person who did it, I would tell you exactly who I think would have been capable of doing it. And it would be Antonio Brown because I can't think of any other players that would do something like that. It's just so crazy.
0: Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's funny because, I mean, watching that clip, you know I, I mean I think like everybody else, I thought he lost his mind like it's mm-hmm. that's something I've never seen in sports not not at least not not during the game. You might have seen that with some practices and stuff, you know, right. but you never right. seen that you know, or in the locker room maybe, and Lord knows we played sports. I'm sure me and you have seen you know some sort of spasm between athletes, you know a time or two. I, Lord knows I have, and I've seen you know mm-hmm. we, we've definitely seen coaches and players kick off. It's part of the business, part of the, it's part of the culture, I guess, in, in some senses, you right. Like, you don't, mm-hmm. it's not something that's, that's like completely mind blowing when it actually happens, but to see it to this degree, nah, man, I, I've never, I've never seen any, any, anything like that. Like it's. it was <laughs> like, and I, and I felt a little bit of sadness cause I'm just like, yo, this guy's clearly, you know, there's He's something okay. clearly off with this guy. But then I just started thinking again, like kind of like phasing out again, because I'm like, it's actually so ridiculous. Like it just, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. But then when you, but then when you hear like, when you hear the the, the story of them, of, 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 for example, of the, um, the bucks, which I was completely stunned by this, that they haven't cut them yet. Yeah. Like when I think of this and I'm like, wow. I, like after all this, like, is there a chance he might still play for this team? And it's mm-hmm. kind of like the epitome of a, of immense talent privilege when it comes to sports, because yeah. like when you're extremely talented, you know, and as you know, when you're extremely talented as a, as an athlete, you get extra lives. You're like a Mario brother, yeah. You know, you're like yeah. a Mario brother. Like you're, you're the the yeah. fact that this team hasn't cut him yet, Roger, is is an example of. I mean, quite a few things to be honest. Like, it's an example of how valuable he is to this team. Also, mm-hmm. you know the injuries that they have at his position, and then the influence of Brady and how much time Brady has left too. Right. True. Sure. So, sure, sure. so, so I mean, there's, a, there's a, like this. I think this it was presented when you're looking at this from Sunday afternoon. Even when you know we're amongst friends when you're talking about it on Sunday night, it, this was so cut and dry, so black and white. And honestly, it's just you just want to see the fall off from it. But you just figure like, OK, this is going to be, you know, kind of wash your hands of the situation. But what do you think mm-hmm. about it as the day's go goes along and the breadcrumbs keep piling up? It's like this mm-hmm. is more what's more complex than this is not so cut and dry. This, this, is, this is more complex. than I think we're giving credit at, than we're giving it credit to be.
1: Yeah, I think at some point we have to we have to separate the situation like what what caused it versus what his outburst was after like his outburst was completely over top over the top but then when you look at the actual situation itself and once again i don't know if this is true this is just rumors they're basically saying that um antonio brown wasn't healthy enough and he didn't feel like he was healthy enough to be on the field Mm -hmm. and there might be a case to that because literally two weeks ago he like he was literally off for what i think about a month maybe even a month and a half for five or six games because he had a really bad high ankle sprain right right so he had been working his way back um he finally comes back and i think a lot of like i think the, a lot of the reasons why he he came back the time that he did was he came back right after the new orleans game where you know godwin tore his acl mm-hmm. and then um Evans, Um, I think Evans had a, I'm not sure if it was a hip pointer, but he had a, he had a bad enough injury that he couldn't play as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So Brady needed somebody. So I wouldn't be surprised if the team did try and fast track AB and say, listen, come back. We need him. We need you. Right. AP played well. He played well in that first game. And then supposedly in practice, Um, He injured himself himself again like he tweaked his ankle and I remember specifically he did not practice literally for the um, for the whole week leading up to the last game for the Jets. Right. Right. So, I mean,
0: yeah, he didn't practice at all. Right.
1: He didn't practice at all. No, he didn't practice at all. So, I mean, there might be a case to say that maybe he was injured and maybe. Um, you know the team did try and get him on the field because after all they had no wide receivers left like Brady's passing to guys named Cyril Grayson and even Scotty Miller is out so yeah. you know he's he's passing to a bunch of no names that he's never really passed to right and um, you know there could be a case where he could be right and maybe that was the case I'd like to think if the team thought he was he was healthy enough to play he would play but I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. And there's been a lot of speculation that the whole reason he didn't want to go back in is because he was injured. And because, you know, maybe his ankle is hurting him or something along those lines. Who knows? And, um, you know, Bruce Arians, if you don't listen to what he says, to some extent, I'd like to think he, it wouldn't be too, it wouldn't be that far-fetched for me to think that Bruce Arians would be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) You're not going in. Get off my fucking field. Right. Because he's already ticked off. He's already pissed off at AB as a Anyways, he didn't even want AB on the damn team in the first place, right? And yeah. then Brady put the pressure on. He brought him in. And then since he brought him in, it's been nothing but drama ever since, right? Mm-hmm. Leading up to, you know, he was, AB has nine lives. He is like a flipping black cat. A lot of teams would have cut him after that whole vaccination, fake vaccination cards thing. But Tampa was just so, so in need of a wide receiver, of wide receivers, just warm bodies to catch, to catch the ball from Brady, that they were actually willing to excuse them. And then they said, you know what? Forget about it. Even though Arians looks like an ass, because when he brought him on, he said, any little drama from AB, I'm going to cut him. Like he only gets one chance. And he's given AB more than one chance, quite a few chances yeah. actually. So he actually looks a little bit, he looks a little foolish, right? But then I guess this was just the last straw. And there was like, Forget it. I can't I can't deal with you anymore. Your talent, your talent is great, but I I just can't deal with all the drama. And that's when they cut him. And I mean, even when Brady comes out and, you know, Brady doesn't really have negative things to say about anybody. But, you know, he kind of he kind of um, indicated that this might have something to do with with A.B.'s mentality more than anything else you know, basically saying that we should have compassion for him and, and things along those lines. So that leads me to believe it's, it has something more to do with his mental rather than, than you know, AB just acting like an ass.
0: Yeah, well, well, it's funny. I, I'll disagree with you on a couple well, a couple of things. Just, well, mm-hmm. m- more so one thing is just the fact that, you know, most teams, would most teams really cut you for having a, f- a fake vaccine card? It depends on the talent. This is this, and this is what I mean with the, with the just the, the the talent privilege. Like in the NFL, as you know, I mean Roger, you could you could throw your wife through a plate glass window as long as it's not recorded. <laughs> you will play on that field as long as you can get sacks, as long as you can as long as you can give me hundred yards, as long as you can rush twenty five times. We will basically put up with anything, as, okay. lo- as long as as long as it means production on that field. Right. So so to me, I'm like, even with the vaccine card, like that whole thing, like and, and you know, the whole story was it? it was, you know, it was crazy. And, you know, there was a bunch of controversy behind it. But I don't know, maybe maybe I'm different. I never thought it was going to get cut. I was like, well, I'm like, it's, we'll see. We'll see what Brady says. That's like that's the first thing I kept thinking. I'm like, well, we'll see what Tom thinks. We'll see.
1: I, I was just going to say, I, I don't disagree with you with that. And what I'm saying is it's not just the vaccination card. I'm saying it's an accumulation of multiple things with, with
0: him. With him specifically, yeah, okay. Exactly.
1: I okay. I, not the vaccination. Like, if, if if AB was a saint and nothing else happened with him and that whole vaccination stuff happened with the vaccination card, I would have said, you know what, I don't think that's enough to count a person. But I think with AB and his history and all the drama that bring, he brings along, he kind of drags the drama from team to team. I think that would have been enough for Bruce Arians to say, you know what, I can't take this guy anymore and I'm going to cut him. And I think if everybody was healthy, I think that would have been more of a possibility. But the NFL is about winning. And at the end of the day, it's a business. And if you can win another Super Bowl with somebody who who kind of annoys the shit out of you, you know, 80% of the time, you will take that Super Bowl over cutting that guy and then not being able to make a Super Bowl. But sorry, go ahead. You're
0: saying no, I'm, I'm just thinking because like with football like and, and the one of the things I thought was interesting was Brady's and I agree with you with that is Brady's postgame comments about checking in on him and having the people around him checking in on him because you, it would suggest like mental health issues, you know, that he has. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and to me, I think it's interesting because football, I mean, you know, the, the whole CTE thing that it is, is a whole, you know, that that is a whole podcast series within itself, to get into but i mean there is i mean football players especially at that level i mean you you got to be crazy to play that game you know Mm -hmm. for starters number one just just a a crazy mentality you got to be a warrior to play football but (laughs) like some of the some of the personalities you hear about like that that guys have put up with like manic depressives you know people Mm -hmm. who have you know bipolar all kind of craziness guys are still strapping up on sunday to play To me it's like i said to me it's a production-based sport you know like it's it's basically if you could if you could do this for me i will pretty much allow pretty much anything outside of you maybe murdering somebody you Mm -hmm. know like really and Mm -hmm. truly like i said including like domestic disputes anything doesn't it really doesn't matter like you may get suspended you may take a fine you may take a loss but you're still gonna play again as long as you're producing Right. As, as yeah. long as as long as you're keeping my quarterback un, uh, untouched, you know what I mean? And, and, and nobody's nobody's touching him on the blind side. You know what I mean? As, as long as you're getting the, the two, three sacks a game or, you know, you, or, or defensive tips and you're getting an interception or what have you. Or, you know, you got 13 tackles for the game and you're just crushing everything down the middle as a, as a middle linebacker. Like <laughs> you, you pretty much put up with anything in this sport. You know, so sure. that's what I said when when it came to the whole vax thing, I was just like, man, we'll see. Because and then especially when guys went down, you're like, oh, well, that's not gonna happen now. You know, oh, for sure, absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. I mean, um, would I be surprised if in the playoffs of you know the team decides not to actually cut him and he ends up playing again? Mm-hmm. I would be. I would be a little surprised, but I can't say that that's not going to happen when I look at the receiving core and I look at the fact that they will be in the playoffs without their top two, one of of their top wide receivers, Godwin is completely out for the the whole year. Evans is probably still injured and he's still playing at a limited capacity. Mm -hmm. Um, Luckily you still have Gronk there who's fantastic, but I mean, Gronk's obviously not in his prime. When I look at that receiving core going into the playoffs against, you know, the Rams and, and against, um, Green Bay and other teams that have high power offenses. I I can't say 100% that he's actually will end up being cut. I can't.
0: Okay. And and the so fact I mean, that it hasn't even it's, it still hasn't like I was, like trust me Roger, I was shocked to hear mm-hmm. that that didn't happen. When I read that today I was like, "Oh wow, okay. There's a chance even after all this." Like I honestly thought like what he did Sunday was the last time we were going to see him play. Because it was just <laughs> well, it was just so mm-hmm. wild and crazy. I'm just like yeah. Yeah. There's no way he's playing. So the fact that he's it's Wednesday and and who and who knows? You wonder if it could be just something where they're doing to like and I, and again I don't know the whole rules behind this, but, but but I'm wondering if this is something where they're making sure that like if they do cut him, he can't mm-hmm. play on another playoff roster. So like Green Bay can't go pick him up, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. and And, exactly. and, and use him against them. You know what I mean? So like that's why I'm wondering exactly. if it's that too. Yeah. You, you know, but but I'm like, but just the fact that it, I just find it just damn near fascinating the fact that he still hasn't been cut yet even, yeah, a, I even think... after that like after that you haven't been released like within yeah. 24 like to me i'm just like and and then on top of that you released he released a uh it's a single he he, he showed up You showed up front court at the, <laughs> at the at the at the nets game uh, yeah, in brooklyn on monday too. like he didn't, he didn't even go back to florida that's that's the part that's crazy he didn't even go back to florida he didn't even go back to at least go get his things like this <laughs> no. this guy went to brooklyn you know probably went to carbone the restaurant like he, <laughs> he went to a bunch of different things like this guy still hasn't left <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: yeah i yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: this- well I, I mean i think you did touch upon something there though when you did say that there might be yes there might be a possibility that the team is looking into what is the best way of releasing him without having to number 1 pay him the rest of his contract and number 2 making sure another team doesn't pick him up and use him against them right? right so for all we know tomorrow they might be in the midst of suspending him because they could literally suspend him for um what was it um um like what's it called again um Yeah, but for being. um,
0: Oh, conduct detrimental to the team.
1: Conduct detrimental to the team. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. They could, they literally have ground suspended for that. Um, So, I mean, it's possible they could put him on the shelf, not pay him for the rest of the year. Yeah. And just go through the playoffs and just make sure that he doesn't become a future problem, right?
0: Right. And um, and the thing is, though, usually when it's conduct detrimental to the team, is that, does those suspensions usually longer than a game?
1: They can be. They can be. Like they could write out, they could write out, just suspend you and just have you there and and pay you and have you just sit on your ass, kind of like what Deshaun Watson has done all uh, season.
0: That's true, right? Yeah, that's true.
1: So I mean, there's means of of either suspending him without pay or suspending him with pay. Um, I think at this point, what they probably want to do is they ch- they're trying to minimize the amount of drama behind all this because the last thing you want is every game having to answer questions about whether ab is going to play or not right Mm -hmm. so i think there might be something to say that something be said that they're trying to figure out what's the best way of releasing him or even suspending him to make sure that they don't hold any money and that he doesn't come back and haunt them because you know think of how how think how much drama there would be if he ends up being released and he goes to the packers (laughs) and they end up playing in the nfc championship or something along those lines right Mm. it's going to be all about ab which you know he's going to love they're going to be harassing brady how do you feel what do you think about your number one receiver or number one receiver at the time going over to aaron Rodgers and playing for another team like like the headlines would literally make themselves at that point right yeah so, yeah, they have to figure out. I mean, at the end of the day, they're still a business. And just because you say, I'm going to cut somebody right away, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to release somebody right away because there's a lot of logistics. And then they have to deal with the NFLPA too, right? That's right. Um, yeah. They're unionized. So you have to go through them as well. So there's a lot of things that work into it. Um, it's not as easy as just cutting somebody and just being done with them.
0: I think, if, you know, yeah, obviously the union's got to step in. But I think if he does play, um, even if it's not, you know, even if he takes a suspension and he does play like in the playoffs, I, mm. I'll have to give the the NFL union, the players union, some props because they've they've for years have been seen as like one of the weaker union sport unions of of, of like mm. player unions of, of of major sports. So the fact that this somebody can go ape shit like that and <laughs> still play a week <laughs> later or two weeks <laughs> later, I'm like, I'm mm. like, yo, y'all come up, y'all come up in this world, man. Y'all get some respect. Yeah. you know I agree <laughs> I agree
1: completely but, I, I I definitely agree with
0: that no but you know it's funny because like um I forgot much podcast I was listening to but you know when you when you hear a b's story like the fact that like because think about this right like this guy at one point I think he was like 16 or 17 years old was actually Ooh. homeless both parents passed this guy oh, was wow. homeless right okay. home homeless he ends up working his way from homelessness to getting a a juco scholarship which Mm -hmm. doesn't guarantee you nfl success right Right. and then you end up going to i think you went to central michigan which is like a small mid-major small to mid-major um college at that Mm -hmm. point you know more on the smaller side you go you go in the sixth round of the nfl draft like you still end up even getting drafted which is crazy you know, and, and I think by and, and I think I think that was the same draft where Pittsburgh drafted Emmanuel Sanders. So he wasn't even like, you know, top two or three in that draft of, of wide receivers that they selected. You yeah. know? And by all accounts, when you think about it, Roger, like his story should have ended up on a on a practice squad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Best case scenario, maybe like a decent role player. And that yeah. guy went from basically the bottom to being, mm-hmm. like, what, the best receiver in the league at one point, you yeah. know? And, and one of the best – I mean, I don't even think you can debate this, but I think he, he went from that to being, like, one of the best wide receivers to ever play the position at 5'10". Yeah, yeah consistent. At, five, at 5'10". Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, crazy. like yeah. I, like Like, to me, I find it, like, it's, it's it's fascinating, honestly, for someone to get to those heights after mm-hmm. being so low and then seemingly trying to throw it all away. <laughs> like, it's, to me, it's no different than like, you know, when you see like those music acts that like get to number one on the charts and then, you know, they're, they're like five, six times platinum to doing all these concerts and then like, next thing you know, like a few years later on TMZ, running through the streets in their underwear or something like that, like, you know, something, you know, something that like years later and everybody's just calling them insane, but like, where's the disconnect? Is it too many hits? Is it like, all the stuff that happened to him in his, in his younger days bubbling up to the surface now, like, cause to me, like I always believe once you get to like, once you get to that level of greatness, you, yeah. you're not an idiot. You're not a moron. You, you can't be an idiot reaching those heights after being on the floor, like the high level of strong will and discipline to even reach that. Like you're, you're far from, you're far from weak and you're far from an idiot. So like, Agreed. what's the disconnect? You know what I mean? Like, I kind of want to know, like, I mean, I'm not <laughs> expecting you to answer this, but I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like, I, I want to know where the disconnect is for like for you to get from the bottom all the way to the top, and now you're like, it seems like you're trying to swan dive back to the bottom. I, I don't know,
1: man. I don't know. That's why I keep going back to the mental health thing because it doesn't really make very much sense. Um, I mean, when you look at it, when you look at Antonio Brown's history, it's it's all about outbursts. And drama that doesn't necessarily need like right 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 down to this whole fake
0: vaccination card thing, right mm-hmm.
1: the whole reason this thing came out is because he refused to pay he's his paid. personal chef
0: yeah and he's had a history of not paying people he for has ser- a history for of services. Not paying. right
1: yeah, exactly. so I mean from, from moving just...
0: <laughs> to to making art to <laughs> to artists you know doing <laughs> portraits of him like yeah nah. it, there's, there's a history of that too.
1: There's just a it's, there's just a history of him doing that. So I mean, if it's not mental health, I would just say it's his attitude. Like I think he's generally just an asshole. <laughs> you know, he's a legit asshole, and he yeah. just doesn't care.
0: And then and then, um, and then when you throw in the whole social media aspect to it too, because that's like that's another thing. That's the yeah. other thing too, because he seems very addicted to that. For somebody like. Mm -hmm. that's not like in their early 20s or mid 20s the dopamine hits for this guy it's like i don't know It's doing something to his brain because he seems very 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 intrigued and interested and keeping that up and to me which is interesting too because like you could see like yeah from you know dancing with the stars those type of things like he's like you see there's a level of starter that he's trying to be on to match Mm -hmm. his greatness i guess right and I don't know if it's because of his, the position that he's playing. I don't know what it is, but I guess, I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's because he's a football player, but like, like, I don't know if he's ever going to get to that level of fame. Like, I think that he's trying to, or maybe, you know, the perception is that he he sees himself as like, he might be on the greatness of like some of the greatest players in sports, but he does. I don't know if he has that personality. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people yeah. have that that just that God-given personality to, to be that on both sides, you know what I mean? I and I feel like some of that too. Like, like, and this is why I say it's kind of complex because I think some of the so, you know, like for example, like you know, IG living the uh, <laughs> the post game, the post game <laughs> discussion with uh, you know with his teammates. There's a level of something that you're chasing, but I don't know if he's ever gonna get there, just because I don't think he just has that personality. Like, somebody like Oldell Beckham is. Yeah. Probably somebody that could be like, "Yeah, that's a guy that could be great on the field, but also you know, be amongst the Hollywood elite and do all mm-hmm. that stuff just because of his personality, you know what I mean? The fact that he yeah. has blonde hair and doing all Is these commercials swag? and stuff, but it's like a b even when a b has like the crazy hairstyles it doesn't it just doesn't it just never hit quite the same. you know what I mean <laughs> I agree sure. I agree."
1: Yeah, I I think he's he's missing the natural swag that let's say a Odell Beckham has, right? Right. He tries though. He tries. You remember when he um you know, he he has the crazy haircuts. Um didn't he do something at some point he had like a blonde mustache or something oh, like yeah, this or a blonde yeah, yeah. goatee or something yeah, like that? Yeah, like just I feel like everything he's doing is for clout and he's just trying to get attention to himself. And I think you did hit hit it on the nail on the head when you mentioned social media. And he has an infatuation with social media. Um, you know, he's in the past, he's put arguments he's had with his baby mother on social media. Like, yeah. it's just nothing seems to be, nothing seems to be sacred and nothing seems to be too outstanding for him to put on social media. Like, he he likes the attention. I feel like he he almost craves the attention to a point all right yes. you have an old beckham who's kind of like just he he's got that natural swag he's a pretty boy you know he has his own sort of um he has his own sort of attitude and so on he's just naturally built for hollywood i feel like you know you see him at the grammys you're not surprised with the ab the dude's 33 years old you know he's been in the nfl for what 12 13 maybe even 14 years at this point you know there were there was a time when he was on the top of the mountain i don't necessarily think he's still on the top of the mountain anymore but he had a good like five maybe even eight years where he was like 1500 yards every single season easy 12 to yeah. 15 touchdowns every single season easy you know yeah. money every single season 100 and um, he's not on the top anymore, and maybe that's what he's trying to. Maybe he's trying to. He's he's missing that attention that he he used to got back then when he was on top. Maybe he's trying to re- recreate that, um, and that's why there's so much drama. And you know, that's why he can't stay off social media and so on. Who knows, man? Who knows with this guy? Like they they at some point they need to write a book about him. That's what they need to do because he's got enough drama to basically take up take up a book or even. Somebody needs to. Somebody needs to play him. Wesley Snipes needs to come out of retirement and play him in a movie. That's what he needs to do.
0: <laughs> and do they CGI Wesley Snipes to make him younger so that he can play AB?
1: <laughs> I think they would need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need, we need, we need Wesley Snipes from ten years ago when he first started Blade. Like right down to the haircut. And they actually it, they actually look a lot alike too, which is actually true. pretty funny.
0: It's true. And, and, and right what, down to the crazy haircut. And what's interesting too with that is like, you know, we're we're saying like, yeah, he could really be hurt, but he sure mm-hmm. looked good doing them jumping jacks when across the across the end <laughs> zone.
1: So <laughs> hey, I don't know. I don't
0: know I don't know what to make of all this. We, I say well, all this to say, I don't know what the <laughs> hell to say. I don't know. Calvin, Calvin, that's a good point. And you know what?
1: The first thing I saw when that when I heard all this drama, I was like he looked, all, he looked pretty good running those routes right before he decided he didn't want to go back in. I thought at some point, I thought it was maybe because he wasn't getting the ball. Because at the time, I had him in fantasy. I had him in my fantasy championship. And this guy literally, I think he caught like maybe three passes um, yeah. for the whole first half. and Or maybe first three quarters. And I know he was probably pissed about that. Mm-hmm. So I figured it had more to do with him not getting the ball. He looked like he was okay. He was running routes pretty well. Like I was, I was sitting there. I was like, "Why aren't they giving him the ball? Why aren't they giving him the ball?" But you know Brady, when Brady locks into somebody and he knows that he has a mismatch, he's just going to keep on feeding them, and and that's what he did with Gronk that week. One week he'll be Gronk. Last week it was AB. Like AB he caught like twelve passes on his first game when he came back. Yeah. So it's it's just how Brady is, and I don't know. Maybe AB didn't didn't like that. I could see that happening because he had the same issue with Ro- Ben Roethlisberger, so it wouldn't be a shock to, for somebody to say, "Yeah, well, he's pissed because he's not getting the ball." But, yeah, uh, who I, I knows? Don't, I
0: don't know, man. It's just, I mean, and and I mean, I don't think this is o- this is over. So this is this is gonna definitely bear watching, like going forward. You know, I, like by the time we put this podcast out, who knows? There might be five different things that might happen. So <laughs> let let's hope that at least we can release this. You know, by the time, you know, like we can we can release this and nothing else happens between that point and now. Like, you know, dear God, please let the drama, you know, fulfill itself after I post this. That'll be greatly appreciated. Thank you. <laughs>
1: uh, I, I will say one thing, Calvin. And this is this is this is something that I do want to bring up. Like in the past, I think AB has burned a lot of the, a lot of bridges over the past three years. But I think it most mostly centered around management and coaches and you know, clashes he had. He did have a few clashes obviously with 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 players like Ben Roethlisberger and so on. But the Raiders, he didn't have any problems with the actual players in the Raiders. Um when he went to the Patriots, the Patriots players loved him. It was all about his sexual assault and so on. And even with Tampa Bay, like they 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 liked him up to this point. But I think he really he really kind of shot himself in the head, so to speak when it came down to him not you know him leaving during the game when they were down too like they were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were legit down to the New York Jets so he literally left when they needed him the most yeah. and then he didn't even end up going back into the locker room and getting on the plane with the team he just kind of left and so on so if they if they are planning on using him for the playoffs if that is the case and they say that you know what, we're still going to hold on to him. He has a lot of making up to do in that locker room because I don't think that it would be that far to imagine that his players that play with him are extremely pissed off at him right now. Hmm. And it's one thing to clash with management and kind of being like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do my own thing or whatnot. But when, when you lose that locker room, that's a bigger issue in itself and that's what really could that that is what really could stop him from being on the field um and I understand guys want to win and, and you, you know a lot of the times they'll they'll excuse a lot of stuff but I don't know man a B like that whole thing like I I don't know if you saw the meme but I saw a meme today on Instagram with a B in the New York on the New York Jets's um um end zone. And they actually put, like, a cheerleading outfit on him. <laughs> and you see AB with his big smile looking like he's doing almost like, um, you know, like when they they jump up and do, like, a standing split sort of thing.
0: Right, right. And I
1: was like, this is not going to go over well with the media.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's it's all interesting because at the same time, you know, to, to your point, like, who knows his body better than he does? Like, again, this sure. is if... What he they say is true in terms of these reports of him, you know, saying that his ankle was hurting him because he's cool. often viewed by teammates to be the hardest working player on, on any team that he's been he on. Yes, even now, he, even now, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Th- so that's I'm like, so even, and that's a crazy thing, and it's funny for me to even bring this up, but it's like even though he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt, like in this case because of how hard he works and how hard he works on his body. Should he? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I don't even know how to answer that, to be honest with you. I don't know. Because like I said, <laughs> if, then the rap song comes after you're asking that question to yourself. And you're just like, and, and this and yeah. this is why people don't want to give you the benefit of the doubt.
1: You know? Exactly. Exactly. And I think if it was any other player, like, let's say if it was Allen Robinson, or let's say if it was, um, you know, any other player that, that's D-hop, kind of a like senior s- player. S- say it
0: was hop yeah. Say it was D-hop. D-Hop,
1: for instance, 100%. If it was D-Hop or somebody... People would give him the benefit of the doubt because they know that he's straight up. Right. As a B, you never know. His ankle could be fine for all we know. And the reason why he's bringing all this stuff up is because he doesn't want to look bad in the press. Yeah. He's basically playing, true. trying to play the victim in order to try and get um, whatever money they have left over him from the incentives that he didn't make. So it could pretty much be that. Like that's. I don't think anybody would be surprised if that if that was something that he was pulling. All
0: right. Right.
1: So should we really give him the benefit of the doubt? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just too yeah, much man. It, it's Drama. Like, it's crazy. But you know what, obviously, you know, we're going to we're going to keep the annual tradition of doing these um playoff episodes after each week right up until the Super Bowl, but um Ooh. before we wrap up, I want I want to um get your take on on who you have as as potential sleeper teams to to either make or win the Super Bowl. Let's say make. Let's say at least make the Super Bowl. Let's say at least make it to make it to make it to Los Angeles to make it to Inglewood. Inglewood, yep, absolutely, man. Um, Calvin,
1: honestly, man, I find this has been the toughest year. For me to try and and when when like because I like to look at the stats, I like to look at the teams and the team makeups. So I like to look at what the offensive offenses is doing versus the defenses. You know what does a team do well? What does a team not do well? And I could say that this year is one of the few years where I'm actually looking at the playoffs and I'm like. I don't know man. I, know. I don't know. It's know. like there's so much parity between these teams and and this team beat that team but that team beat another team and it's like I'm looking at it I'm like damn I don't know it I think it, it really it really depends on matchups because yeah. some teams just do not play other teams well gotcha. and you know for instance take the AFC for instance right mm-hmm. so you have the Titans right now as it stands you have the Titans who have the first round bye and then, if the playoffs started today, you would see the Chiefs versus the Chargers, the Colts versus the Bengals, and the Patriots versus the Bills, right? Right. So, the Chargers. I think the Chargers, out of all the teams in the AFC, I think the Chargers have the best. Um, they have the best team and the best track r- record against beating the Chiefs. I feel like everything that the Chiefs don't do well. The Chargers do well. They run the ball well. They have Eckler in the backfield. They can throw the ball. They have Herbert, who's a fantastic quarterback. Mm -hmm. Right? I think that they could take out the Chiefs if they have a good day. I really feel like that way. Right?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But then if the Chargers end up taking on the Patriots, Bill Belichick always has Justin Herbert's number. Mm -hmm. And they, they basically destroyed them earlier this year. Yeah. The Chargers do not play well against the Patriots. So I feel like if the Chargers play the Patriots, the Patriots will probably end up winning. But then you look at the Patriots, who who might end up playing the Bills, and I think you know, yes, the Patriots beat the Bills during um you know it was a snowy day the, you know, obviously the wind and everything played a big part of it. They barely threw the ball. They threw the ball like three times. Yeah, they, they ended up winning that game.
0: They ran the over- they ran the Tebow offense.
1: They ran the Tebow offense. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody could look at that look at that game and say that that would be the norm. And I don't think that they obviously do not have a better, better game, uh, better um, team than the Bills. Right. I think that the Bills on any given day would be able to beat the Patriots. I really truly believe that. But then if you put the Bills against, let's say, the Colts, the Colts ran up and down the field on the Bills. Like literally ran up and down the field oh on God. the Bills. Yeah, they did. So it's like, it's, it's, there's just so many different teams and just, you know, it really, I feel like it really depends on what the matchups are. And I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the teams and I'm looking at these matchups and I'm like, some teams don't play well against this team. Some team doesn't play well against that team. You know, even the Bengals, the Bengals just came off a win off of beating KC, right? in a spectacular fashion mm-hmm. where um, Jamar Chase had 250 yards. Um, off 11 catches and three touchdowns like they completely they didn't i can't say they dominated the chiefs but they beat the chiefs wholeheartedly but then when you look at some of the Bengals losses this year it's like you know they lost well, against the chargers
0: they got destroyed um, they by lost, the chargers yeah
1: yeah they lost against teams and they lost against some teams that you think that they wouldn't lose against
0: they lost against the jets so,
1: yeah they lost against the jets Yeah. like i i it's, it's crazy and even the titans titans got beat up by the jets i don't know if you remember and that was with a healthy derrick henry in the backfield
0: <laughs> and the texans or was it the texans i, I know they, yeah. they got
1: people yeah and they got beat by the texans too
0: yeah yeah so
1: it's, it's it's all over the place man and i feel like the nfc isn't much better either, because you have the packers on top who have the first round by yet the packers got beat up by um beat up by new orleans um, they also got beat by, what's it? I don't think it was the Jets. What other team was it? There was another team that had no business beating them, but ended up beating them. I remember the Packers lost to KC, but that was when Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing because yeah,
0: uh, I don't know if he caught COVID was, or whatever was, that, that was nonsense COVID, was. That, that was a COVID game, yeah.
1: That was a COVID game, yeah. So Jordan Love played, so I can't even say anything about that. And then the Packers lost to another team, and I can't remember who it was. It was New Orleans and then one other team they lost to. Um, but that team had no business beating them right mm-hmm. and then you look at some of the other matchups like for instance if the playoffs start today the Eagles will play the Rams um you know 49ers will play the Buccaneers Cardinals will play the Cowboys the Cardinals have the Cowboys like they beat them hands down last week yeah they put a beating on that team that it was it was embarrassing it was horrible it was terrible they beat that team as bad as you could possibly beat a team right mm-hmm but then the Cardinals lost to the Rams and you know, the Rams dominated the Cardinals with a healthy Kyler Murray. Um, But then the Rams ended up losing to the 49ers, which the 49ers just bullied them and ran all over them. Right. So, so my point is it's so hard to predict this year because there's so many, there's not one front runner. And just because you have a front run by doesn't necessarily mean that you're the best team in the conference. Yeah. It just means that, you know, you have the most wins, which if you have an easy schedule, that could have been the reason why. So it, it, it's difficult. I mean, if I had to, if somebody put a gun to my head and they, they said, who are your Super Bowl sleepers? Um, I would ha- have to say it would most likely be um, the Chiefs. I mm. think the Chiefs or the Titans, either one of those two, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, or possibly versus I'd say either Green Bay or, or maybe the, I don't know, Green Bay, or maybe, I don't know, maybe the Cardinals. Like I, I, I don't know. It's so difficult, man. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's been such a crazy year, and with COVID, also COVID. I feel like COVID pulls puts a strain on things too, because every week it seems like players, you know, main players aren't playing and. And, you know, people are coming in and out of the lineup every week. So you never really see how strong a team is because it seems like almost every week somebody's not playing, you know. So it's it's I don't know. It's difficult. What do you think?
0: Well, I think the one team that I would say for sure right now that I would say would be a, a good sleeper. I'm mm. not saying it's my actually I'll, I'll I'll go on to them and say it's, it's my pick to be the sleeper uh, okay. would probably be Cincinnati. Just from watching them throughout the year, like to me, they they have a team right now that they're, they're designed to at least make it to the Super Bowl. Like the only thing they need is, is experience, but like you know, like the NFL is kind of like the NHL in a sense where if you get hot at the right time, you can go far, and especially in that one game playoff format. You know, like you you can get this. It's almost like you can get like NHL goalie hot for the playoffs kind of thing and just ride that wave right to the Super Bowl. If you you know, like we've seen it happen multiple times. Teams that had no business making it to the Super Bowl and sometimes winning end up doing it because they got hot at the right time. And Mm -hmm. I feel like Cincinnati is like they're a team that they, they could possibly do it. Um, you know they're kind of built for the they're 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 pretty they're pretty well built. I should say they're built for the long run, but they're pretty well built because they got a their run defense is solid. You know their their secondaries could be better, but but their run defense is is solid. You know they they get after the QB a little bit. Um, right. They got three quality receivers. Holy shit! I didn't think Jamar Chase was going to be this good, <laughs> especially after dropping all them passes in the preseason. Like I, he I, I, terrible I, in the preseason, Calvin. It was embarrassing how bad he looked. Yeah, as it's, it's clearly he just wanted to get all the drops out of the way. I guess that's <laughs> that's basically what he did. Just got the him preseason. out all the way in the preseason. Just don't, you know, no, no, uh no drops, sh- no turnovers, no drops in the regular season. Just Get it out of the way mm-hmm. in the preseason. You know, yeah. so he clearly did that. I think Joe Mixon's a much better runner runner than the, than the team stats indicates. That guy's a mm-hmm. really solid mm-hmm. running back and everybody waxes poetic about uh justin herbert but i really like joe burrow and i know you we've had discussions offline about this for, since he's been in the league um yeah. but i think he's i think like i think i mean you got to rest in this game because i think you hurt his knees so we got to watch for that but he's been Absolutely. really he's been playing really well this season he's like what like 34, 34 tds mm-hmm. uh 14 picks mm-hmm. uh 108 QB rating, like, and he's right now he's he's on the last two games anyway. He's been on fire. Nobody's been a hotter quarterback than he has, sure. right? He's had like sure. what nine over nine hundred yards in, in two games. Like yeah. <laughs> this guy's been it's insane. Crazy. They got a dependable yeah. tight end, you know, yeah. and, and in most of their big games, they've shown up. Give it, a, except for I think there was one game where they they got kind of smacked around, which I think was weirdly by Cleveland. But in most mm-hmm. of the most of the big games that they played, win or lose, they were right in it. Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. so and i think that kind of leads to something going down the line but then to your point i don't like their matchup right now if the the standings are the way they are i'm Mm -hmm. not crazy about them going up against indy because jonathan taylor's a problem man like i know the run run defense is solid but taylor's we've seen taylor take apart good defense's (laughs) And yeah. I, I just don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you, t- yeah. if you take him away in that situation and you, and, you, and you put everything on Carson Wentz, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know, man. Like, I just there's, there's no there's no one team you should be super afraid of, you know, to your point. And like yeah. Kansas City is the one team that has that switch. But that switch hasn't. And it's crazy because you look at the record. They're like they're right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're right there to like you know to do it again, but it's like they just that light switch hasn't been really working this whole season, and then yeah. and then again they don't play defense. You're not afraid yeah. of Buffalo. You've seen Buffalo have a lot of duds this year. Um, yeah. You know you're afraid of New England, but more so because of Bill Simmons. i mean Bill Simmons. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Bill. Um, Bill Belichick. Belichick. Yeah. You're more afraid of Bill Belichick more than and his schemes more than the actual Absolutely. team itself absolutely you know and yeah. then and then tennessee like they held down the fort right like yeah. they held down the fort it's, and it's actually kind of impressive like if you would have told me after losing derrick henry that they would actually be one easily easily winning winning sorry e- like an easily winnable game versus uh, i think the Texans they're playing to to, mm-hmm. to lock up the, the number one seat in the conference roger i would have laughed at you i would have never believed that would mm-hmm. happen
1: Yet, i don't even think that was a possibility i agree I, I didn't completely. think
0: that was possible and yet we're here yet yeah. we're here it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense now mind you their division isn't strong mm-hmm. <laughs> when, you, when you have <laughs> jacksonville and texans and sorry jacksonville and the texans in your in your in your division you know mm-hmm. it it, it kind of warrants for you know some easy wins there but at the same time like i'm just impressed mm-hmm. that they still did this you know i agreed yeah yeah,
1: no, I I I can't disagree with everything you said. Like I, I agree completely. And the Bengals is a phenomenal team. Um, they're amazing. Their offense. I feel like offensively, um, they're on par with, and even maybe even better than the Chiefs, um, than the Chargers. Yeah, like they have three guys who are literally could go to any other team and be number one guys. They're three wide receivers. Absolutely. They have Mixon, who's fantastic. Joe Burrow, I feel like Joe Burrow is, right now, he's at the top of his game. If he had played this way throughout the whole year, he would probably be the MVP, no doubt about it, mm-hmm. right? But it's the playoffs. And when you go into the playoffs, you play you play the creme to the creme, the creme of the creme, and it's like win or go home. And that's the only reason why, you know, the Bengals, I need to see at least one playoff win from the Bengals for me to actually say, for me to consider them going possibly going to the super bowl that's what i need to see from them because i've seen i have seen some losses with them that just didn't make any sense and i've seen games where jamar chase literally he didn't have over 50 yards you know he had one or two catches a game you know joe burrow i know he's not a rookie but last year he was pretty much injured for most of the year so i need to see how he's going to react when he goes against let's say like a bill belichick um You know, cause he's still relatively new in terms of being a quarterback. Right.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that's why, that's why I'm saying like this whole, I feel like this whole playoffs is going to be all about matchups and who goes against who, because the chiefs could almost dominate anybody, but when they go against the chargers, the chargers just always seem to have their number, you know, mm-hmm. the Bengals, the Bengals can play the chiefs offensively. They're fantastic. Um, but then when the Bengals go against, let's say, the Colts, the Colts run all over them. And it's like right. it's just so many different moving pieces that it's very hard to kind of determine who, who possibly, um, you know, could end up in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I like Percy as a sleeper. Um, I do like the Colts. Mm. And the reason I like the Colts is because whenever you start getting in, into the playoffs and those winter months, it starts getting colder. And I always find the team with the, the most solid run game has a better chance of progressing
0: and defense um,
1: Yeah, and defense. Yeah. I feel
0: like those two
1: things are something that and that's why the Patriots have not always been so successful, because mm. usually over the past 20 years, if you're in the playoffs, you have to go through Foxborough. Yeah. So that means you're going to be playing in minus 20 weather and it's going to be snowing outside. And chances are you're not going to have a better run game than the the Patriots because they always centered their team around the run, even though they had Tom Brady and their defense has always been good. Like they've always had solid defenses. And I feel like that's the reason why they they, that's one of the reasons why they had so many successes over the past couple of years. So I feel like teams that have that um, have a better chance of winning. And that's why I like the Colts. I mean, Carson Wentz, does Carson Wentz scare the shit out of me when it's just him and it's up to him to win the game on his arm? Hell yeah, 100%. I'm not even going to lie. But I just feel like that team has good balance. You know, they have Pittman. They have some really good tight ends. They still have T.Y. Hilton, which is, you know, obviously he's older now. But he could still catch the ball. And then they have the number one running back in in, um, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So... Outside
0: of Henry, I, of I course.
1: Outside <laughs> of Henry, of course, exactly. And Henry, guy, I, I don't know if you saw, but I saw a clip today where Henry was going through he was going through exercises today. Oh, he, at, oh, he's practicing. He's practicing, man. He's practicing. He's practicing. And considering he still has another two what, two weeks? So this week they have a game. No, they have a bye next week. So they have three weeks before they actually end up playing. Um, unless they lose this weekend, I, I think if they lose to the tit- if the Titans lose this weekend to the Texans, then I think the Chiefs end up having that number first round bye. But I think the Titans are gonna I think the Titans are gonna win. So I mean, he has another three weeks to get healthy and get yeah. himself back in game shape. So the Titans are a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous team, and I think they could beat anybody. I think they could beat the Chiefs. I think they could beat the Bengals. I know they could probably beat the Patriots. The Bills, Chargers, they could literally wreck their whole division if they have a healthy Derrick Henry Got back. Me. And if their wide receiver core actually shows up and, you know, A.J. Brown, always injured. And Julio Jones, or the ghost of Julio Jones, still playing on a team. <laughs> Who knows where the hell he is. For the ABC I would say, for me, it would be the Colts. And then for the NFC, I would probably say um, – mm. See, this one's difficult, man. When you're talking about sleepers, I'd probably say the Cardinals. I yeah, still like the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: Yeah, I still uh, like I the Cardinals. I think offensively and defensively, defensively, I think they're one of the top teams. I think a healthy Cardinals offense with um, a healthy Kyler Murray, a healthy B-Hop. Um, I think they have two really good running backs in Chase Edmonds and um, yeah, I think- Chase...
0: Th- their yeah. team all around is, is their uh, the, their team all around is strong, like
1: solid. Their their team is solid, but what they're missing is that experience. And I always find they tend to fizzle out towards the end of the years, the, mm-hmm. the end of the year. Um, you know, this year was no different. Yeah, um, they weren't playing that well up to the point where they smashed the Cowboys. Right, but that but that could be because of injuries as well, right? Like it's always hard to determine because. So many guys get injured towards the end of the year, and usually you tend to rest guys, especially the older players, towards the last three, four games of the year, because if you know you're in the playoffs, you want these guys fresh, right? Right. So um, yeah, I would say the Cardinals for the NFC.
0: No, I I, I would say that too. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, yeah, I think just watching them play this year, like they're 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 the, they're the most solid. Like they got the most all around team. Like everything about mm-hmm. them is is good. The wide receivers are good. Running game is strong. You can't. You can barely touch Kyler Murray. The one thing I will say though is I I don't like when when the shit starts hitting the fan. I I don't like uh, Kyler Murray's mentality. I Mm -hmm. I feel I feel like he has this kind of like moody, sucky baby kind of (laughs) kind of thing going on about him when when shit is hitting the fan. And it's like it just. And when you see it, and of course players are allowed to get mad and pout and do those things, but I feel like. With him, for some reason, I feel like it it translates to going back on the field. Like it yeah. doesn't just say you know like he's not mad and then he's like okay we're gonna end this now and then it just ends. Like I feel like once he goes into that mode, the team's going with him. You know, and it's yeah. and it's like that's the that's the one thing where I'm kind of like I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then also he's probably gotta gotta like have um, AJ Green stay at his house and just make sure he's <laughs> <laughs> he's they're on the same wavelength because some <laughs> of the catches and some of the places he's missed this year with him. Like, clearly, yeah. there's a bit of a connection issue there. Um, yeah. But it, it has been getting better the last couple of weeks or so. But I mean, it but has, there's yeah. been some place where you're just like, AJ, like, come on. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, you're I know, too good for this. You know? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> no, I,
1: I definitely agree with that 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. But I mean, that all comes with chemistry, right? Yeah. Um, AJ Green is new to the team. Like, he just, he's, to start playing with the team this year. And he's never really been the number one option. Like, now I would say he's more... He's probably the number one option, maybe the number two option behind um, Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk, I think he's that's talking about
0: AD- uh, Oh, you're saying he's, he's, he's never not been the number one option, you mean?
1: No, I mean, on this team. Like, when oh, D-Hop I- is there, he's the number one. D-Hop is the number one option, right? Right. D-Hop got injured. And then, not to say Adrian Green was the number one option, but he was, like, the one... The, either the number 1 or the number 2 option be- behind um what's his name Chris. I think his name's Christian Kirk Christian the other guard. wide receiver yeah, yeah. on right. that team right? right yeah he's almost at 1000 yards like Christian Kirk has had an amazing amazing year like he's almost at 1000 yards i think he's like 50 yards away from having a 1000 yard season like he's played really really well this year so just my point is you know i think now as aj green is kind of moving into the number 1 option um that's why you know Obviously, Kyler Murray is targeting him a little bit more, and that's why they seem to be off because they don't—they don't really have that chemistry built up. Because all this year, it was all about passing to D Hop, passing by D Hop, yeah. or the run game,
0: right? Yeah, and then we forget but, um, Ertz too, right? Ertz is on there too.
1: That's true. and Then they have Ertz as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that team is stacked. When yeah, you look they're... like you look at offensive players, they are absolutely one hundred percent stacked.
0: But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good team.
1: Yeah, but you never know in the playoffs. Sometimes In the playoffs, I mean, honestly, it only co- it comes down to the person who wants it more. It doesn't even matter who has the better team. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because if that's the case, you know, the Buccaneers would have lost last year in the Super Bowl
0: against the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, or even before that. Or even before that. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Even, you be- know? even so, before I mean, that. The, the one thing I'll say to wrap this up, though, is Mm-hmm. um yeah i think i think they should be playing that um that debo music when he's coming down the bike and everybody's gonna tuck the chains <laughs> in yeah, <no. laughs> Derek derrick henry's coming man i think everybody needs oh. to tuck their chains in oh yeah everybody i, I agree with you on that one in, man because because check yeah. this out just the last thing i'll say on this i looked at the stats do you believe he's still sixth and rushing
1: i know i saw that today too i know even he, though he's been he, out since game week six, eight, I think. week eight. He yeah, yeah. He's,
0: he's missed. He's missed nine. He's about to miss nine games. He's missed basically half the season, and he's still sixth. <laughs> Y'all need to I know. be scared, man. Like, like to, I know. To, And and the thing is too with him, like, and I'm not sure if you were telling me this or I read this somewhere, but like he's kind of like a Brady, where like mm. his whole life revolves around football. Everything he Agreed. does. From his carries, like the amount of carries he does, the way he mm-hmm. sleeps, the way he eats, if it's if it's literally a not if it's literally not about him, like anything he does in his life, if it's not about him, you know, keeping his body and his mind at like the at like the optimal levels to be, to be at the you know to keep himself at the height of where he plays, he mm-hmm. wants nothing mm-hmm. to do with it. You know what I mean? So yep. he's not he's not clubbing, he's not doing all these crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Like outside of yep. I'm sure of going on dates and stuff, this guy's like. You know, like sleep training, he's all over that. You know what I mean? The diet he's all he's all over everything to maximize his body as a running back. So Agreed. so so to me, I'm like, if his bone is healthy, i am mm-hmm. like with that kind of mentality, I'm a I'm I'm almost hundred percent sure you can give him like thirty carries like as of next week and he'll be fine. So God forbid they get a week off. Yeah. And you're giving him an extra an extra set. Like you know the reps are important, but I think if he's healthy and he's mm-hmm. ready to go and you know he's gonna be chomping at the bit. Especially when yeah. like every game is gonna be at home. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Like I said, cue cue that Debo music, man.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I agree with you completely, man. He is a problem. He is definitely a problem. I put him on the level of Adrian Peterson, right?
0: Yeah, that's before right, yeah.
1: like obviously Adrian Peterson when he was earlier and a lot younger. Right. He was unstoppable, and every single season, like Derrick Henry has been a problem literally for the past three, four years. Um, if it wasn't for this um, this injury that completely slowed him down, he would have been probably he would have been probably the MVP of the league.
0: Easily. Oh, 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 for sure, to, for easily. sure. Until he got hurt, he was my MVP, and not just that. I, yeah. And I know they get the extra game, so it kind of mm-hmm. throws some of these records, especially the rushing records, out of like, out, like yeah, it, yeah, it throws them out the window a little bit because you can mm-hmm. you could easily you can you can get two to two thousand yards like a little easier now, right? But sure. I, think, I think he would have destroyed that, um, I think what is the, the all-time like um, season rushing record? I think he would have destroyed it. Calvin, he was at
1: 965 yards. That's how much he has right now.
0: After eight games.
1: After eight games. After eight games. Nobody could possibly tell me he wouldn't have smashed 2,000 yards. Easily, yeah. easily, easily, easily.
0: Because, you, because so, you know with him, those 150 to 170, 180-yard games are coming.
1: Yeah, man. Exactly. 100%. He has some games where he's, he's running for 200 yards. Absolutely. Yeah. He's Yeah, he's, I, I, he's just incredible. So, I mean, the AFC should be worried. They should be very, very worried, especially if it ever comes down to them playing, let's say, the Chiefs. Oh, my um, God. If yeah. he ends up playing the Chargers. You know, any team that has a weak run defense – Ooh. Oh, the bills. Oh, oh don't man. let him go against the bills. He will run all, he will run well, he up did. and down on the bills. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did run up and down the bills. <laughs> yeah. And he ran up and down on the chiefs too.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So don't, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's all about next week. I'll probably have a better perspective because depending on what, what the games actually look at, the playoff games look like, I'll have a better idea as to, you know, who I think is going to move forward. Just because it all depends on the matchups, man. It okay. Really, all depends on the matchups. All
0: right, so we'll do it. With this, this is a temporary hold on the sleeper. This is this, this is a temporary hold on the sleepers okay. right now, un, un, until further notice.
1: <laughs> Sounds good, my man. Sounds good,
0: bro. Yes, sir. But thank you for coming on the pod. We'll actually, like I said, you know, as we always do every year, we do these annual uh, playoff pods. So, um, so if it's all right with you, we can keep up with this tradition, um, especially for this year. <laughs> And yeah man so the, yeah next week for sure we'll 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 uh we'll get down to the matchups
1: Sounds good but man we'll yes sir thank you very much Kevin
0: No problem no problem Thank you for checking out the AV podcast as always I'll be back with a new episode next week to break down the wild card matchups of the NFL playoffs I think this week is going to be crazy with how you know how everything's going to shake out but I think we could all agree it's not going to be as crazy as what we saw with AB lighting the bridge behind him on fire on his way out of Tampa. Where his career ends up next, who knows? But this is no way for a player who is or was so great to spiral out of the game. It's it's unprecedented. Uh, once again, hit that like and subscribe buttons. Make sure you rate and leave comments, and check out Sashaev.com to dive in on any topics that you missed. Once again, that's Sashaev.com. For Roger Callender, this is Cal C. And you just tuned in to the app Podcast on South Sheriff Radio. All right, until next week. Peace.